Nice, nice. Elmas now. One last opportunity. Elif Elmas. Here's Insigne cutting inside. Fabian Ruiz. What do you say about that? That's his quality. You see again, Elmas played into Insigne. He's waiting for Fabian Ruiz. Wow. That's H is perfect. See, how close to the post he goes. Look. Unstable. What? It is hard enough to do that with static mannequins on a Tuesday afternoon in training to do it with the last kick of the game on a Sunday night in Rome. Oh my God! Fischka, 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 Fischka! Fabian Ruiz, is he the match winner? Yes, he is, says Marco Di Bello. They did it the hard way, Napoli. Right here, right here. Right here, you son of a bitch. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. First place. First place. I don't have a voice anymore. Yeah, baby. Yeah, what's up? All you haters out there, what's up? Napoli! Napoli! Forza Napoli! I'm Raf. And I'm Raf. We're Raf. Raf Farisco of the Far From Vesuvius podcast. That's Raf Pizarro of Calcio Napoli Club. We just rant about Napoli. Let's, just, um, let's go for it. We're going to rant. We're going to match report. We're going to talk about the games. We're going to talk about topics. You leave comments and we'll read your comments out. Question. All right. Put stats. Yes. Throw the stats up there. On to a nice little segment that we're going to call the Beast of the Match. The who is beasting it for the Napoli team. Let's see. But follow us on Facebook. Rafael Rispo, Ralph Pizarro, Twitter at RafaNapoli83, that's me. Um, CNCUSA26. I want some feedback to the show. What do you guys want to see? What do you want to see? Yeah. Left of? This is going to be a show for you guys, too. I want a lot of comments. We want to rant about something. Let us know if you want us to rant and, about and something. I promise but... you we're not going to agree on everything all the time. We won't. We're going to yell at each other every now and then. Come and rant. This is what it's for. We want to give you a space to let loose so you can do it here. Well, that's going to do it, Ralph. You know, were we boring enough that's... for you? I don't know. I think we were great. Uh, let's get to it. fellas and bellas all over the world. Welcome to another episode of the Raf and Raf Rant. I am Raf Biz, joined by my co-host, the vicar of the Soviets, Rafa Rispo. Welcome, sir. Welcome, Ralph Biz. How are you today, my friend? I am well. I am real well, sir. And how are you? I wonder why. Hmm. You know, I woke up this morning. How was your... Go on. I'm sorry. I woke up this morning and... um. I wasn't feeling too good. You know, my throat, a little scratchy, you know, 
something happened yesterday where I just lost my shit and yelled for mm. an hour straight and, mm. and, and was shaking a little, you know, just shaky for an hour. Mm. Something happened. I don't know. Let, let's ask the, put my foot on it. What I do don't know what it was. I mean, shout out to the chat. Let's get this rant to the road. What do you think happened on Sunday? That What was it? I, I mean, know. I can't really put my foot on it. I'm forgetful right now. I need some ginkgo biloba. I just... What happened? Yeah, I don't know. Sunday. Ah, something happened. It was around like I don't know, we'll say four, four forty, four forty five ish. Yeah. Right? I feel yeah. like it must have happened somewhere in Lazio. Some, <laughs> it had something to do with, you know Rome. I don't know. I'm getting like an impossible shot. I don't know. Someone, someone lay, laying, laying a laying a pass off where we thought he was gonna shoot it. And Stop speaking it. of I mean, speaking of you know, not being able to put my foot on it. You know, it, it seems to me like somebody put their foot on it and made it happen. You know? Oh, yeah. And yeah, we, baby. Well, you know what? I'm starting <laughs> to remember. It's starting to come to me. Actually, you know what? I have an even better idea, Rafa. We yeah. have a special guest here tonight. We do. Maybe we can ask that person. Well, and they can help us it? figure out what's going on. So you know him. You love him. He is the host of the Fortsonopoly podcast. The one, the only, Joe Fischetti. Here we are. How yeah. Are you? Oh, wow. Joe, Joe Fischetti is here. Joe, Joe you got to help us out, man. What the yeah. hell is going on here? Huh? What's going on? You know Joe. what? I don't even. I'm still trying to figure out what Ginkgo Galoba <laughs> is or Rafa is trying to feedback. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not like a strand or anything. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, it's a new COVID going on. Yeah, it's a new COVID. Right, right, right. Uh, uh, so <laughs> <laughs> Listen. I apologize in advance to everybody about my voice today. Um, I couldn't help myself last night. And um, if you guys saw my my Twitter, you know why. I right. lost it. Up. Love it, this one. <laughs> nah, man, I got a, I got a Rafa, Rafa-dor. Right, I got a Rafa-dor. I got a Rafa-dor. Oh, man. I'm good, man. I, I'm psyched. Come on, man. We're in first freaking place. That's why I don't have a voice, baby. Thank you, Joe. Man, what a you know, what a game. I, it, I we were talking before we got on, and I was just saying how how much Napoli needed this win. Um, let's start there a little bit. Uh, considering the results over the past week or two, you know, does this win? Is it just another win? Is it bigger? Is it important? Is there anything special about this Sunday? You know, how does what, does Napoli kind of take this and kind of help them boost them to the rest of the season, Joe? Where do you see this Sunday for Napoli? How important was it to them? Oh, this was huge. I mean, not just the fact that we got the result, but the way it happened as well. I mean, it was our third straight round of with a chance to go top of the table. We didn't do it against the Inter, you know, pissed mm -hmm. off a lot of fans because of the way we approached that match. Sure. A lot of debate about that. Was it too conservative? Mm -hmm. Then we had the chance against Cagliari, a team that's, you know, at the bottom of the table, granted playing very well right now. Yeah. But still, you know, we, you, you think to yourselves, how often are all the top teams going to drop points and give us these chances? Right. And we right. get the opportunity there. Then we get another gift coming into this round. Obviously, a tougher matchup playing at in Rome, you know, away from home. Tough team, 
Lazio's in form and we come away with the win and the way we did it right you mm-hmm. know to me that's it's almost even bigger the way it happened then let's say you know if we won three nil or something that would have been great obviously and, and right we would have all had a little bit more hair on our head right but to do it with a last minute kick the way they all ran to the to the oh to the ultras that you know celebrating in the corner mm. spalletti's in there with the players everybody's you know that's a huge boost in morale and confidence for sure them. i think this right. is, there's a lot of work to be done but this was a massive massive win yeah much 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 needed i feel the same way i feel you know especially between fans like the emotions were really really high this game um you know the chats the discord just wild everybody on edge yeah and and I mean, let's not play down. We're already on edge. We don't need <laughs> these kind of results or these kind of games going down to the to the very last minute to stoppage time to 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 to, to rile us up like that. But Jesus, we needed this win so bad. And and yeah, I think and and it's funny, like with considering what happened against Cagliari, you know, to to maybe pump out another draw with two former Napoli coaches back to back. I mean, like. I, I think Spalletti was like, you know, dropping a bit the stock. And I, I think he really needed that, man. He needed, he needed a little, he needed like that candle wick to kind of boost, go green and go up a little bit, help him out. Rafa, I mean, I can hear already by the sound of your voice how you felt about the game. But can you just describe, you know, what it meant to you to win this one? Considering what we dealt with against, like Joe said, against Inter, against Cagliari, well, how do you feel about it? How did you react? I mean, um, just the gratification of being one of the guys who, you know, is always sticking up for this club. You know, mm-hmm. no matter what, through their faults, through their issues. I'm always giving them the benefit of the doubt, and I always believe they can. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm. It, it, sometimes I'm a fault for finding excuses around certain situations. You know, and I, I know that Joe, because I, I heard you know your last couple of, of episodes, Joe. You mentioned you know the people that are out there that are pessimists and the people that are out there that are more positive and this and that. And I, I smile when I hear you say things like that because I know. I'm part of that, you know, I'm part of the crowd there. So like of optimists. Just the, the yeah, yeah. Just the, just the fact that I told you so. I told you we could do it. I might have said that I I don't want to be out of Europe and I still don't want to be out of Europe. Let's just put it face to fact is I I I I'm upset that we're out of Europe. But there were reasons why, and I accepted it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. If we pulled off awful performance after awful performance with our, you know, a squad, the a line squad, right. without two injuries per uh, per position, you know, in two different positions. Then I then I would be like, you know what? This isn't the year. This isn't happening. Mm-hmm. But we were missing some significant players. Right. Right. I mean, just to have to put Elmas on the right for both Politano and Lozano. 
just to have to have Demme play, which is not a knock on Demme. I actually really like Demme, but he's not the first choice for Spalletti like he was for Gattuso. Right. And I'm going to get into Demme a little bit more, but just just the fact that we were missing key components to our game and dropping these points, it, for me, it was like, okay, these are the reasons why. Wait till we get our you know stuff together wait, again. Wait till the and boys come so, home, right? Right. And and yesterday, as it unfolded, I just couldn't have been more proud. And I'm getting emotional, man. I, you know yeah. me, guys. I I'm always emotional. Respawn, when you cry, angels get their wings. It's okay. <laughs> well, then there must be a lot of angels. Because hell I, yeah, I, a lot of angels. <laughs> I, I, I just, I just, you guys have. I mean, you know, on you top do, of that, too, even Patrick Kendrick said it uh, about how hard it is. Only two, uh, two teams won uh, against Lazio at home this year. Yes, we are the that, second team that yeah. beat Lazio at home. Yeah, this actually, year. I think he said. Uh, one loss in their last 25 home matches. So I think yeah. it, so it goes beyond this season, this season you know, yeah. uh, it's just, odds. it's just, a, it's just when that ball went in the back of that net, I just, I knew, I knew that this is going to be like, this is going to be our, like, I, I, I'm putting it out there right now. I don't want to jinx anything. But we can we can win this scudetto. We can, and once that ball went in the back of that net, uh, it's like and and that's another thing. When you know we'll get into the play, but when Insigne laid that ball off, I knew it before Fabian even touched it. I knew it. I knew it. I said this is going in the back of the net. Yeah. He was myself. prepping. I almost feel like Reese was prepping all game for that goal. Well, he had I'm a gonna few get, we'll get into that. Yeah. Okay. We'll okay. So no, I, I have I have my theory. I'm so excited. Of, <laughs> I know, but I have my theory of why okay. Fabian was so important in the last part of the match, mm -hmm. and it just unfolded in front of me. Like, first of all, when you're putting Elmas in the right position. You know, and then you have a returning Lobotka, you know, I just the, the you can see what happens when we have our aces our in the hole and yeah. our depth for that reason, depth. Right. And it just felt amazing, man. Ama amazing isn't even the word to describe it. Again, I said this in the tweet. This was the Koulibaly goal all over again, bro. Like for me. This was as big as, if not bigger than, the Koulibaly goal against Juventus in to, in Torino in 2018. And I I didn't lose my voice that day. I lost my voice <laughs> this day. You know. Uh, you know, it was funny because just last week, Rafa on our show, uh, when we had Gaetano up here, uh, I I was saying how much I was like I want Fabian Ruiz at the top of the goal kicking the ball we need we this needs to happen more and i get it you know because lobo was there and all that and, and it works out but this is this is this is exactly what i'm talking about joe how how fundamental is it to the Napoli's offense to have and not just um uh not just fabian Ruiz, also Zelinsky. Like how, like how much of more of a dynamic does it add to our attack when you have these guys on top of the box, just you know, with these cannons ready to blast towards the net? 
Well, it's huge, especially, you know, when you consider the lack of contribution from our wingers as far as goals go. Like, I, I don't think Insigne has been as bad as a lot of people like to to think. I think a lot of that is being influenced by being upset that he's leaving. But, you know, we've seen that Osman can do a lot of things, but he can't be the only guy in the team that's right. Goals. And when exactly. you look at the, the other exactly. guys that are contributing, it is Zielinski and Fabian that we're looking to to get those goals. So, you know, great. Hopefully Insignia can can build off of this game and build up some momentum and start to put more in the back of the net. But yeah, we need Fabian and Zielinski to score for sure. 100%. Uh, it was, it was, to, you know, to, let's do the beast of the match because I think that's going to help us kind of uh, uh, go into the rest of this game and maybe talk about, you know, what 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 the future beholds. So I want to get that out of the way. So out to the chat. Beast of the match, guys. Who was it for you? Uh, you know, who do you feel was, was important? You know, not just the man of the match, but somebody who did some work, you know, that sometimes goes unnoticed. But here we are, guys. There he is, guys. I, I I had to do this. This was, yep. you know, it, it could have gone different ways, but I'll be I'll be honest. I kind of strong armed Rafa into this a little bit, <laughs> and Joe. But uh, I'm, happy, I'm happy to be convinced, man. Trust yeah. me. Um, yeah, I see already. Ospina, underrated goalkeeper, definitely a hundred percent. A great job. He could certainly have been on this board. Uh, Insigne did a great job, the Capitano. But yeah, Peter knows me so well, Elmas. Uh, Homer pick, but I respect it. <laughs> Listen, well, it's he, this guy. I'm sorry, I'll start off quick and then I'm gonna hand it to you yeah. guys. I mean, I picked him because he got on the field and the game changed immediately for sure. Uh, not only that, but it really reminded me of the beginning of the season. Right when when our plan B was as good, if not better, than our plan A, when that one little sub or one or two subs came in, we were able to change the dynamic of the game, and we were able to grind out wins. This Elmas performance reminded me of the beginning of the season when I picked this team to win the Scudetto. I got that feeling again this week, and yes, I know I'm I'm a huge advocate for him, but on top of that, he did get the assist for one of the goals. He was the he got the hockey assist for the second goal. He would have gotten the assist for the offside goal. I mean, this man made help really help help the offense take the game, and he helped Napoli win. Uh, no, no disrespect to Zelensky. He's been tired, but don't forget Elmas has had to do whatever he's been asked to do, whether it be the right wing, the right back, the left wing, the mid, the number 10, the striker, the maybe the goalie one day. I mean. This kid is doing everything for us. He he is a star ready to be, you know, ready to shoot, ready to be born. And and I, I wanted to give him some credit because I think he does a lot for the team and he's a great player to have. So, gentlemen, your reaction. I am on board with it, man. I am. Uh, you said it. Elmas comes in. The game has changed instantly. The first half was extremely frustrating. Uh, you know, if we're going to start talking about the match itself, the first the first half was extremely frustrating. Uh, Lazio were sure to score, in my opinion. Um, I think it was just something needed to be done and needed to be done quick. And 
Elmas being, I want to say Elmas was our first substitution, right, for Zielinski. Poor Zielinski, you know, I love him. Everybody does. He's vital to this club. But sometimes, like Joe has referenced in his show, Zielinski is, uh, or an appear. I think you were, I think you said this on an appearance. It might have been the uh, couch, uh, the Italian football podcast, Joe, where you said Zielinski is, you know, a, 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 a an important piece to the puzzle. But sometimes he just doesn't show up. He's got to be a little more consistent. Elmas steps in and completely changes the game. Now, we had Elmas on the right. I mean, we had no other options on the right, so Elmas had to cover there. So it was really hard for him to help cover the midfield as well. But when you put Elmas centrally or you put him on the left, you see results. Results, things happen. And I just feel like he opened the he opened the play up and it was just brilliant from there. Brilliant play from Elmas. I think not only does he get the beast of the match, but it, it goes it goes very well noticed. Like you mentioned, Ralph, sometimes it goes unnoticed. Him, mm-hmm. it goes noticed very well. I do want to give a nod. I will give a nod to another player. Maybe it will get Joe's opinion on your choice, our choice for Beast of the Match first, and then I'll I'll talk okay, about it. Okay, yeah, let, let's get Joe in there about Elmas, and then you know we'll take it away from there. Joey, Leaf Elmas. Do you agree even? I mean, or, you know. Yeah, I think for me it was down to two people, and a lot, I see a lot of the comments talking about Insignia. It's hard to ignore what Insignia did, obviously, in this match, but I'm totally on board with Elmas getting the Beast of the Match. I think his performance, it, it reminded me of... Felipe Caicedo at Lazio over the last yes, couple of seasons. Yes. Where yes, yes. when they would start him, he would just underwhelm. But off the bench, it was like a different player. And and that's what I felt with Elmas in this match, that as a starter, he had been struggling in the previous matches. And you guys are right, playing on the right wing is not well suited for the way he plays. But coming off the bench, it just seemed like Lazio couldn't keep up with him. And yeah. You know, and and he was that outlet where we just play a long ball towards the midfield, and he would always get to the ball first. And he and his touch was on; he was one touch ball was perfectly in control. And then he was able to find find his teammates. And I think it's also really well. A couple of comments: one is that he had Politano on the right wing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, right. I can't stress enough how important it is to have a natural winger playing on the wing because so much of our attack goes through the wings. And if you have a guy like Elmas, unfortunately, that's playing there kind of out of position, it just takes options away and, you know, maybe doesn't have the same chemistry with the Lorenzo and so on. Sure. The other comment I had was that we have to give Spalletti a lot of credit. You know, we've been criticizing Spalletti and rightfully so for, for being too late with his substitutions for not playing Mertens with Osman together. We all want to see that pair, you know, lots of speculation about why that might be that Mertens hasn't been playing as much lately, but he made this change in the 56th minute, right? He, yeah. and, and to take off a player like Zielinski, right. Who's one of our best players, certainly one of our more dangerous attacking threats. I think we got to give Spalletti some credit here for making this change. Cause that did completely change the match. Does that does that switch put confidence into Elmas to come onto the field the way he did and just because he looked super energetic? It wasn't like he just came on. He was attacking. He was running. He was he looked, you know, f- uh, as fresh as uh, newly cleaned sheets, you know, like <laughs> he, he, he the, is his confidence growing and 
I mean, you can even tell he I believe he was central, but more towards the right too. maybe all this these past couple games playing at the wing. Maybe, you know, it helped him out a little bit, helped his form a little bit coming coming off that side. And then you see a little bit of switching going on with Insignia and him. But does that give a player confidence? I coming think on yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The way he played. I mean, the one thing I love about Elmas is the guy just doesn't run out of energy to begin sure. with. Like whether right. he starts or, or comes off the bench, he runs. And mm-hmm. one of the things that's been lacking in these last couple of matches against Cagliari, Barcelona, and so on, was we just didn't seem to have that that hunger, right? There were a couple of players. Osiman always has it. Mario Rui always has it. Right. Everyone else, it was missing. Yeah. But Almas comes on and and yeah, he may not have the best touch. He, he doesn't score as many goals, but he's gonna give you energy, right? And he sweats. He's gonna sweat in that shirt. Yeah, and and I think Lazio kind of buckled there when they, they didn't know how to handle. Him. Um, <clears throat> Joe, would it be fair to ask? If you think that Elmas coming in helped Insignia's performance as well, um, I don't. I mean, I can remember. Maybe it was just out of frustration from the first half. I can remember questioning, like appreciating the early sub, but questioning taking Zielinski out instead of Insignia at that point. Thank God, you know. Thank God I was wrong, but. Um, do you think maybe Elmas helped everyone bet out? Like not just the you know the dynamic of the match, but the players on the pitch as well. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I you know you kind of alluded to it, but I don't think Zielinski was having his best game. Sure. And I think Elmas yes. started to to stretch Lazio out a little bit. I mean, it was a very open half chances at both ends. Mm-hmm. But when you have a, a player that's that's dynamic like Elmas is, he's going to draw attention. And that's just going to create space for everybody else. And you know, if we if we can pass the ball like we're capable of passing the ball, then we can destroy teams. Sure. Right? Like we know that when we play our game, which we've gotten away from, and we've been forced, you know, this three four two one, which was kind of forced with just the availability of players. Right. I mean, we got away from that, um, but when we play in our system and we play the game that we've you know been practicing all season with, when we're on, look out, and you know even. Then you then you have value for guys like Unas that come off the bench, like the pass that Unas played to Almas. So I guess it also oh did okay coming right. off the bench. Yeah, he despite helped. all the crazy uh, you know social media videos that he's got going out with Spider Man and all. I, I was digging at him all. Before yeah, we, the match. we we definitely shit on him last week too a little. Well, bit. my cousin, my cousin and I, I, I looking at his social media. I said, look at this guy's social media. He said, <laughs> I, said, I said, this guy is a superstar in his own mind. This guy and. Yeah. He, my cousin keeps going, nah, leave leave Spider-Man alone. Leave him alone. <laughs> so, um, I, I, I mean, it's, it's amazing to me that Elma, uh, Unas can't even see a starting a role, you know, that they'd rather put Elmas on the right where he's not well suited and you can easily slip Unas in, into the right. You know, I, I know normally he plays a left wing, but... You know, a winger is still a winger. They know what they have to do, you know. Um, But, yeah, I mean, just Unas playing that ball that he played to Almas and Almas being able to find Insignia is just the perfect sequence, you know. It was the perfect sequence. But um, I want to talk just a little bit. I mean, unless you guys want to go to the Insignia goal and then I'll talk about who I felt 
could also have been part of beast of the match. Um, we, we, the Insigne goal was just another phenomenal play. Another uh, amazing shot. Not, uh, not hit your normal Insigne Tira Giro, you know? Um, uh, and, and, and him getting that goal just like, that was another moment in the match where I felt, okay, something's going on here. There's a shift here. You know, there's a shift in attitude and mentality, big word shift in mentality that, you know, and it was just a goal, you know, it was only a goal to go up, but you know, even giving up the, 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 the equalizer, which was a brilliant shot by Pedro and not, in my opinion, nothing you could do for Ospina. I mean, he even got a hand on it. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know, the defense played the ball the way they should have and just fell to Pedro's foot, you know, and, and he scored. So I wasn't even like, like I was mad at the equalizer, but I wasn't even like, whose fault is this? You know, some I wasn't trying to blame anyone. It was just couldn't do anything about it. Right. But the Insigne moment for me was when he scored that goal and it was like, oh, wow, see, I can score from open play. If if I, if my focus is solely to a, is is on a goal to win, we're gonna win. So Insignia was a shout for me, but I would be I would like to give him. I would like to think that he was man of the match instead of beast of the match. I don't know if that's fair. Guys. I think everybody, especially in the chat, Rafa. I mean, that's kind of been the consensus. So yeah, it's a fair it's a fair statement, and and I can definitely back you on that because. I, listen, we gave him a little bit of a hard time last week as well, but at the same time, we need Insignia to do these things if we want to win. I mean, he he is important to the squad right now, no matter what. That's his spot over there on the left. He needs to perform, and when he does what he did even yesterday, you see what happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, he takes a nice low shot and he scores. You know, he he drops that that ball to uh, to Fabian Ruiz for the assist. This, this is this is man for me. The captain that Insigne is is the guy who literally like I I think of uh, who, who's who's the dude from Rockefeller Center, the one that's holding the 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 earth on his shoulders. What what Greek god was that? I don't know. Anybody got you know, yeah, I'm in New, we're in New York. Guys. Uh, in New York, shame on me. From, uh, we, I don't, we don't even that. know what the hell's going I, on. When, when I failed Greek. Center, I failed Greek mythology. But listen to me. What I'm trying to get at was that you know, Insignia is this guy that I think holds a lot of this, or as his captain, his captain, his captain Cincy. Captain C, Captain Captain C, C, thank you, Captain C. Yeah, is Atlas. Thank you, guys. Atlas the Titan, Mr. Atlas. Uh, There we go. go. Atlas, this is Miss. This isn't seen yet. You know, it's like he has to hold that weight for his team. (laughs) Now we got we got the chat on board here. Yeah, chat's in there, man. in the house, bro. You know what I'm saying? Trust in the chat. Uh, that he's going to hold some of this pressure from the team. He takes all the criticism. He lays off the passes for our teams to score. This is. Insigne's Davero. This is his thing, in my yeah. opinion. Well, the and thing we is, saw that yesterday, and we won. The, the thing is, is that people need to realize that, like, Insigne does a lot more than just score goals. You know, when I hear when I hear people saying things like, "Whoa, well, he hasn't scored a goal from open play," and uh, mm-hmm. it's like, I, I get that, 
but he does a lot more than just score goals. You know what I mean? Just because he scored 19 goals last season and he just found his second goal from open play yesterday doesn't mean he doesn't contribute to the to the squad. And, you know, we're going to miss that. You know, uh, hopefully we can replace that when he goes off to Toronto, but we're going to miss that, man. We are. Right. We're just going to miss that dy- dynamism. Right. Dynamism. Dy- 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 dynamic. Dynamic. Dynamism. 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 Yeah. What's wrong with us today? What's wrong with us today, man? We, <laughs> but you know what? A long the weekend, way, guys. <laughs> the best way that I can convey that point, Rafa, and I've been saying this to people online and wherever else, is that whenever I see someone complain about Insignia, I say, well, who's better? Who is better to put on the left wing right now with, you know, right. Lozano's out? Maybe you can say Lozano. Maybe. He's not exactly had a great year either. I mean, yeah. But even if Insignia's form has dropped from last season – he is still the best option on the left wing, and we still play better when he's in the squad. Right. right. He's the best option in Italy because he's the Italian. They've even said it. He's going to play in the World Cup if we make it. Right. It's not like he's not going to. Who's better than Insigne even if he goes to the MLS? Who cares? He's going to play. He's the best option that Italy has, never mind Napoli in Serie A, you know? Um, But, man, that Fabianco. (laughs) I tell you, I just I'm, want this on record, by the way. <laughs> I, I, I want listen, this on record. <laughs> and listen, Gaetano, I, I mean, I, 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 I don't remember if I posted this. I might have posted it to one of our things, but I, I, I took a video after the Insignia goal saying, I just, I take back all the shit I talked about him in that match. Like, I was frustrated in the match. I was frustrated. I'm I'm never really frustrated at him per se. Um, but I was frustrated. You know, he pulled up, he kind of started limping in the first half. If you guys remember, he was like like really kind of walking funny on on the hamstring. I thought maybe he pulled something or he was like full of shit that he has to get out because he's saving his injury, mm-hmm. you know, saving himself to not get injured for, for Toronto. And I'm like, look at this guy, he's so full of shit. Come on, mm-hmm. you know, get back, get back to it, you know. But he got back to it, man. Like, I mean, he I ate my words for that match, but honestly, there's no better option, like Joe said, than Insigne for real. Definitely not. I, I hope. Again, I hope this kind of springboards the, the rest of the team to keep keep up the intensity, especially from Insigne. I, I you know, he's he's gone. He knows he knows his fate, he knows his future. And I, I would really love for him, you know, Scudetto or no Scudetto at the end of the year. Somebody had said about you know, anybody can drop point, and it's true. I still think, and we'll kind of touch base on that a little bit soon, but no matter what happens at the end of the season, I want Insignia to go down swinging no matter what. I don't want him, after all he's done, you know, after dedicating his whole career to the city, to leave in his last season, you know, so to so, like, 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 oh, look, he played like shit. He didn't score. Good for him. Let him go. I, I don't want it to define his legacy off of a bad season, you know? If he can turn it around, I I, I think everybody forgives him. I, I think it's water under the bridge. I think we forget the bad, uh, you know, maybe some of the bad form that he had. But if he can, if we can take over the spring, Lorenzo Insigne, and drive this team along with Spalletti to some new heights that we haven't seen in a long time, win or lose, I think it's it will help define at least his career in 
Napoli. Yeah. In a, in a positive light. I agree. I, uh, I think that a lot of people are still going to question his move and question his loyalty and, you know, whether they win or not, you know, we, we, we're going to see a lot of people, you know, hate on him. I think even if we come close and don't win the Scudetto, which for me is, I think has become important. Like, you know, my, my expectations of the club have changed from the beginning of the season to now, you know, when you're in first place, even with Inter's game in hand, I don't care about that right now. Like, like that's not even scheduled yet. So let's not even focus on that right now. We have to have that mentality that they've already played that and they lost. You know what I mean? In my opinion, this team has to, Pull together, and Insigne's got to get these guys, and Koulibaly and Mertens and Zielinski, you know, the guys that have been there, have got to get this team to thinking, yo, forget about that match in hand that they have. We need to beat Milan. We need to go three clear them. Right. Right? Get that tie break. We already have a tie break on Juve. (laughs) If in case a miracle occurs and they, you know, catch us, like we were talking about off the air, Joe. Um, and, um, just stay focused in this stretch, man, is 11 games. It's 11. I mean, I know this people say this a lot, the finale, like 11 more finals, but it really is true. There's 11 finals, man. Like, oh no, if, absolutely. If we it, can maintain this road, cause again, unbeaten in 2022, if we can maintain this road, Inter will slip up. It's highly unlikely they slip up against Salernitana, so don't get discouraged. But they will slip up again because they have to play this derby then tomorrow. Then they have to play Champions League again, and they have another derby second leg where they're not going to want to lose in a derby. Never mind it's Coppa Italia. They're not going to want to lose to Milan in a a two-legged derby to get to a Coppa Italia final. They're not going to want to lose that. So they're going to be laser focused on that too. You know, they've got to slip somewhere. Hopefully it's in the league, but the game in hand is against a tough opponent in Bologna. You know, they're no slouches either. But Here's the deal. You know, a friend of mine mentioned it to me. He's like, no matter the game in hand, Inter still have to perform. Like they, yeah. they can't drop points in the other games. So even if they got a game in hand. They aren't scoring right now, man. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, the game in hand. The pressure is also on them. Right. Right. Now. Look at their manager just came out and said, oh, no one ever asked us to win a Scudetto. Are you kidding me? They're crumbling. (laughs) Well, because, because, okay, I get it. You lost, you lost Conte. (laughs) First of all, you shouldn't be saying that. You had a guy like Conte. You're replacing a guy like Conte. That should not be your mindset. A. B. You, yes, you lost Lukaku and, and Hakimi, but you, you made up for that. And, and you've been performing all season. You don't come to the stretch where there's pressure and say, oh, well, no one ever asked us to win the Scudetto. I feel like that that's what has been said at Napoli a lot. And these are reasons why we lose. Sadi always made excuses. F that guy. I, I'm telling you right now. I, <laughs> F that guy. He always made an excuse. Always. And I feel like it trickled down to Ancelotti and Gattuso. And it's like, oh, yeah, well, we won't talk about the Scudetto. Spalletti's talking about the Scudetto. Spalletti's saying, yeah, 
you guys thought that we had no no guts, no character, no character, no character. Now look at us. Now what right. are you going to say? I, it felt like what he said was what I said after we scored. All you haters out there, all you Napoli fans out there with no faith, now what? Now what? Right. But let's said that, and I love that he said that. Yeah. Remember that energy, boys and girls. All right. When you're out there in these chats, I know it gets emotional, but remember that energy. Don't forget what you're saying, man. This is why this loser mentality. I do not subscribe to any Listen, of that. One shit. or two bad, one or two bad performances that still result in points attained. Okay, you can look at them as points dropped too, but one or two bad performances here and there, and all of a sudden we're the worst team in Serie A. We don't deserve this. We don't deserve that. We don't. But then you pull off a win like we did yesterday against Lazio. Now it's oh, I still believe. I knew it. I still give me. Don't give me that. Don't give me that because I know you. I know fans want to react the way they want to, and I've learned in the past year or so to respect that and to not get on everybody's case for tweeting prematurely or, or for overreacting. You want to vent the way you want to vent, vent, go ahead. But don't sit here and tell me you knew they could do it when everybody in here knows they can't do it. Well, all of a sudden, here we are. This you know is what I mean? true, but yes. But it did go in. Listen, we had plenty of bad luck. So. It's about time. I don't we think got... so. I don't think it would have been a different episode. Because, slightly again, different. Well, maybe, but again, we, I mean, I would have a voice. That's for sure. You would have a voice, <laughs> but, but Joe's book last week. So we're good. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is what I'm trying to say is yesterday, yesterday we played so much better and it showed. And if that ball didn't go in, we still went at him. We still went at him and didn't give up. It's the same right. thing as I said That's against Cagliari. We played the shittiest game we've ever played. You know, I, I feel in the ADL era. <laughs> and we still got something from that. Like, like that doesn't happen. You could go back to the Empoli game and the Spezia game and the this game and the that game and say, oh, points drop there, points drop there. But guess what? We're not there anymore. We're here. I don't want to hear that as an excuse for why we are where we are when we're in first place with 11 games left. Oh, because I know there would be, I'm sorry. Cause I know there would be somebody out there saying things like, well, we'd be in, we'd be three points ahead if we beat Spezia or well, if the ball didn't go in against Empoli, we'd right. be six. Like, and if we were undefeated, we would have won the Scudetto. I mean, what do you want to do? Well. The, invincible, the invincible Arsenal team or the like, unbeaten right. unit team? Yeah. Like, and the other teams can say the same thing. They dropped points to lower lower tier right. teams as well. Jesus we can't just say, oh, if we won all our games, that we'd be first place. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. But we didn't, and neither did Inter or Milan or Juve or whoever. Thank you, Sherlock. Right. Yeah. Joe, I mean, what? but are you, you know, what is your outlook now towards the spring? I mean, realistically, like, are you confident? Are you still i shouldn't say skeptical but you know conservative on the matter let's say you yeah i think i mean anyone who listens to my show knows that i'm a very conservative guy to begin with and i hate yeah not that i'm into like jinxing or anything like that but i try to be a, as objective as possible and from the outside looking in there's still a lot of work to do i'm not saying it can't be done it absolutely can i mm. think in terms of the number of games we have to play our schedule is favorable 
You know, right. I've already talked about, you know, both Milan teams playing each other. Juve's still in the Coppa Italia if you want to include them in the mix. They're still in the, the Champions, Champions League. League. Yeah. Um, even Atalanta, they're still in the Europa League and, and you know, they got a, a big win today. So in that sense, in terms of the number of games, the schedule's in our favor. And with a coach like Spalletti, who knows how to prepare for matches, that could only be good for us. And and I know Rafa's talked about this a lot about wanting to win the Europa League, and, and that's another debate. I don't think many Napoli fans actually want to lose, but the you know the the silver lining, if you could call it that, or the the benefit of not being in that competition is now we have a week to focus on every match like Inter did last season. Mm-hmm. Then being realistic we have to consider that we, us along with Milan have very difficult run-ins. If you look at our schedules, I'm not saying we can't do it, mm-hmm. but you know, we have a lot of teams that we've, we've had trouble with in the past. So I'm very curious to see how Spalletti handles this. And I think you have to do it on a week by week basis. You can't get ahead right. of yourself, but you know, we have, obviously we got the Milan game. That's huge, which I don't, people might disagree with this and we can talk about it, but I don't think it's a must win necessarily. I think a draw, is a decent result, obviously. At worst, the draw, I would, yeah, yeah, I we can't with lose that. that match. Um, and then I believe it's Hellas Verona after that, if I'm not mistaken. And you know, we all know the history with Hellas Verona mm-hmm. with you know the last game of last season. Wow. We have to play Atalanta, I believe, away from home. We have to play Sassuolo still. Sassuolo has taken points from us in three consecutive matches, right? So another difficult one. Udinese is a tricky fixture. Atalanta is in there, Udinese, yeah. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of tough games to come. I think I think Fiorentina as well. Milan yeah, yeah. has a pretty similar schedule. So Inter, what they have going in their favor is the fact that their run-in is a bit easier. But we just saw them draw points to Genoa. And if they can't score, well, they're going to draw points to other teams too. So we need to hope that Inter doesn't figure out how to score. And you look at Milan. Milan's last five games of the season. I think I pulled it up here because it's pretty ridiculous. And I think this is why a lot of people are not even counting Milan as a a scudetto contender. Mm-hmm. But their their final five games of the season are Lazio, Fiorentina, Verona, Atalanta, and Sassuolo. Like that's insane. And by I, the way, that, so Sassuolo being the last match of the season. Yes, away as well. Ours Listen, is, I'm, I'm scared ours of is, Empoli. <laughs> ours is away to Empoli, home to Sassuolo, away to Torino, home to Genoa, away to Spezia. Right. Much Spezia, easier. Empoli, Sassuolo. We've gotten we've we we, we would have taken the Atalanta, Fiorentina, and Roma games like like that. If we can get past that, if we can get through that, in which not Fiorentina and Roma are both at home, you know. We're we're at home to Sassuolo too, but we, Sassuolo are the away giant killers, man. Uh, they they, they are have beaten, they have beaten teams away. Juve, Inter, I think Milan too. I'm not 100, percent but but uh, you know, just it is a tough. You're right, Joe. We've got it tough, but we've we've got it like again healthy and focused. We're gonna beat anyone. Yep, anyone. Yep. I, I'm I still how many points, guys? Do you so there's what 33 points on, on the table? 33 points left on offer, yeah. 30 points left. So no nobody's gonna get over 90 points uh th- this season. What no. let's, let's just have some fun. All right. How many points do you not for for any any team? 
How many points does the Scudetto winning team need this year? So, and obviously 90 would probably be the most obvious, but what is the real, realistic amount of points that you think the Scudetto winner is going to win this year? Well, well I want yes. to out to the chat too. 33 we're points left. And we're at 57 now, right? Yeah, but this goes for across the board. So the, the winner of the Scudetto team, how many points do you think they're going to have? It's, it's a tough question. Like, So obviously 90 is the most that, any team can get 85. 85 yeah. wins the right 84, 85 is exactly right. You can get to 84, 85. It's basically, good. you know, eight wins and three draws, something like that. Can okay. you guys believe that? Because to me, that's one of the lowest Scudetto winning points totals. If in, I mean, for a little while, to, yeah. we have to look at that. I'm sure we can look at that, but that's that's amazing for me. Yeah, 84 wins it. 84, 85. Yeah, yeah. 84. All right. So, so we, I think, average. Sorry, sorry. Rob, I was just going to say it just speaks to the competitiveness of the league, right? And mm -hmm. last season as well. Sure. When you have, you know, any team in the top half of the table, that's why when we look at this run in, we're worried about Fiorentina and Verona and Udinese because any team in the top half of the table mm -hmm. is a tough match, regardless of where you are in the table. So, you know, when you have that level of competition, yeah, 80, mid 80s is it's a low number, but it makes sense. It makes sense. No, absolutely. Like almost like ninety one is almost guaranteed a scudetto practically in Serie A. Well, unless, so unless you're Napoli in two thousand eighteen, <laughs> then it's not. But any other team gets ninety one points. If you Napoli got... were to go, so if Napoli were to go eleven and zero and zero, eleven zero and zero, we we get to ninety exactly ninety. But then we definitely year. win the scudetto. I mean, I mean, I think there's. Well, so here's the thing: is or at least. You know, well, the only way we wouldn't is if Inter also win twelve straight matches. That's true. That's true. right. That's the only way. So, yeah. so yeah. True, 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 true. Fucking game in hand. You know, they had to ruin everything. Don't think about <laughs> it. Don't think about it, man. We're in first place. I don't want to yeah. think about it. Yeah, that game has not happened yet. I don't want to think about it. Put some respect. The other thing you guys have to remember too is that one of Inter and Milan are going to play in the final of the Coppa Italia. So that's another match. Right. I believe it's on May 11th, which is between rounds 36 and 37. So, you know, one of those guys are going to be playing a final, a cup final, which you, again, you have to try to win that with two rounds left to play with some, some pretty big stakes. If there's any Napoli fan out there that is hoping that Inter lose to Liverpool, right? Or, or don't beat Liverpool 2 0 or more. <laughs> You're out of your mind. You want Inter to advance to against Liverpool any day of the week. We got to get these teams to keep going. Atalanta, ah, Atalanta, I'm not too worried about. You know, they're there with you there too. You know, well, like, just well let, let, then let me get to the next question, uh, guys. I, I want to trigger some emotions. Uh, Juventus, you know, especially after this, this, this winter market are, are on quite, quite a run. Uh, they were able to reach uh, the fourth place. I think they're, what, six points ahead of Atalanta? I believe Atalanta have a game in hand as well. I think you. I think they do. Yes, they do. Yeah, and Atalanta is about 44 with a game in hand now. It might, it might have changed after their uh, recent. They won today, so I think, they're, I think they're even now, I believe. Yeah, it's 47, so they're three points behind Juve. So, Got you. Okay, yeah. Listen, I, 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 Juve... 
to me, it, it's not a team that just rolls over and dies. You know, they're going to keep trying. When they took $400 million to put into their team, they, they mean business. You know, when they spend $75 million, they splash that money for a striker. Sure. They mean business. And I'd like to know, where will Juventus finish after, after the end of this? Or at least what do we think? I'm going to say no lower. No, I'm sorry, no higher than third. Mm -hmm. Um, if they're going to catch someone, they're going to catch Milan. Um, I think Milan is going to falter as much as I like Milan and have a lot of Milan friends and what's up guys. I just do. I think they're going to falter. I I think a more realistic opportunity for them is Coppa Italia this year. Okay. Um, and if they're in that final, they're going to want to win it. They, they, they crave a trophy. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, you want the Scudetto, of course. But mm-hmm. um, if you ask me, gun to the head, where where do they finish? Mm-hmm. I mean, I say fourth, but they can get to third. Um, Juve, for me, are just a little too injured right now. They they have they had the thinnest bench I've ever seen them have last weekend. They won. They won convincingly against. Well, I don't want to say convincingly against Empoli, but they won. They got the win. Um, take right here. Napoli, Milan, Juve, Inter. Yeah, no, I don't know about that. I would switch Milan and Inter. Inter, Yeah, but um, but yeah, Juve are are stunned right now, you know, and they can't afford another injury. And I don't know how they're gonna go. You know, you unfortunately, I never cheer for Juve in anything, but you also want to have them win against Villarreal. Because they continue their dream of this Champions League. And uh, with a thin squad, they won't be able to compete in Serie A, if you ask me. So Leonardo could maybe get to third, but I think fourth is more realistic. I'm going to read off Leonardo, then I'm going to get to you, Joe. A third-place finish for Juve would be a wild success, considering how bad they oh, started. Oh, for sure. For sure. And that's Joe? something they should be proud of, actually. Yeah. Joe? I mean, they, they turned themselves around. I've got them fourth. I don't think okay. they're good. I think Vlahovic is lipstick on a pig. He's he's hiding a lot <laughs> of how bad this team really is. They're not good. Right. I'm telling you, Juve are not a good team. They If they get to third, and Rafa alluded to this, it's because other teams played poorly. It's right, not right. because Juve went on a 12-11 game win streak. Yeah. They're drawing a lot of matches. I disagree a little bit on that Empoli match. I mean, they they got out to that lead and it looked like it was going to be a dominant win. And then Empoli came back. They got, you know, they made it 3-2. And, and Empoli was all over them at the end of that match. No, I, I did take it back. I said yeah, not yeah. convincingly, but they got the win. Yeah, so like, I'm, you know, it's still the same midfield. And now Zakaria got hurt too. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, McKinney, Zakaria. Again, if you saw that bench, and, that, and this is before the Zakaria injury. If you saw that bench that they had, it was like, I think it was, uh, who came in for Zakaria? It was uh, Locatelli? Locatelli and Morata were the only two big names on that bench. You had Ake, you had just guys. I was like, who who are these guys? Uh, they're mm-hmm. thin. They're very thin this year. Right. I, I do like Locatelli. I think he's probably one of their better midfielders right now. I know Vlahovic, he, he's kind of in the same form he was at Fiorentina where he can score the goals. But 
I'm guys, I'm with the panel here. I'm with Joe. I'm with Rafa. Like it, it, it's going to be because other teams are right. dropping points and, and, and failing at the last 30% of the season. You know, they I mean, get to third because they're Juve. You know what I mean? It's Juve. Right. Juve and do Juve things and they'll get yeah. to third. Yeah. But they need to be careful because they could easily finish fifth. Atalanta right. is now emerging as a team at home that can play. Like they 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 had they have one of the poorest home records this season. Mm-hmm. Yet today they squashed Sampdoria like a bug 4-0 without mm-hmm. Duvan Zapata. So you know, watch out. I you know this, this and I was saying this uh guys like and Nima was on a couple 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 uh episodes ago and he and I respect his opinion but I think you know, even in December, right? When everybody was like, nah, Inter's got this, that's it. I I you know, obviously being an Opoly fan, it sounds biased, but I was thinking the whole time, I'm like, I don't think we know who top four is, man. I don't think we know who's gonna win the scudetto. I'm not kind of, if Inter was up like 10 points, then all right, I'll get I, you know, maybe you can make a case for it. But I was like Man, I, I think some shit's gonna go down. And and these teams they they're gonna get tired, right? They're they're gonna they're gonna be dealing with something. And now you have Inter Milan, they still gonna beat each other up over the next week. This is a great, great Napoli have to seize the moment right now with these two teams or, or these other teams with all these other obligations. You play them once a week, you have the time to prepare, you're getting your players back. I mean. Even even uh, Ozinham taking two shots to the face uh, against Lazio, still in there fighting. I mean, that gives me a lot of confidence. Maybe the fact that Insigne tasted the goal finally for the first time this season. I mean, can you imagine if he starts scoring? Like, what a story. What a story. And speaking of stories, by the way, I go on the internet today. I, I went to Edianopoli and Football Italia. That's typically my first go-tos. And everybody... Oh, this guy's coming to Inter. This guy's coming to Milan. Juve's thinking about this. Napoli, Real Madrid, probably buying Victor Ozinim. Manchester United, serious. It's like, again, clockwork. I called it like a few weeks ago. It's like, we do something good. They got to come and try to disrupt our players. And it happened again. I'm the, this is why I'm saying it, because it happened again. The day after we win Lazio, the day we get back to first place, oh, they're going to sell Ozinham because they know the Koulibaly's bullshit. Now, well, let's sell Ozinham. And I'm like, man, it, it really is Napoli contro tutti, bro. It really feels yeah. that way. Well, one John, thing, uh, our friend Ben in, in one of our – I think it was in Renaissance chats – said it perfectly. For Napoli to win big trophies, we need to play 120% at, at a – you know higher level than everybody else Mm -hmm. one thing we haven't even touched on yet in this episode Mm -hmm. is and it's because we won the match or we would have spending a lot more time talking about it is the handball that wasn't given and Mm -hmm. the penalty kick that wasn't given twice Luis two handballs Vincenzo in the chat asks about it so please elaborate so you know please elaborate that's that's just another example where it seems like we have to do a little bit extra to win stuff Mm -hmm. and it sucks, but I agree. And the media is the exact same thing. It's there's always something to to try to derail and, and put the team down, right? 
But there's so much to talk. That's what bothers me, Joe. If if Inter already, you know, 10 points ahead, you know they're going to win it. Fine. You can talk about the market. But the race, it, it's we haven't seen this in over a decade. Can we enjoy this this suspense? Like, do, is there really nothing? Bro, transfer talk with? gets the clicks. That's what it is, man. I it's, know, but Jesus Christ, yeah. why is it always with Napoli after no, we succeed? And like you said, nobody's ever coming here. They're all they're all leaving us. Right. You know? That's what I'm like, saying. I I was like, you know what? Let me check, Rafa. Let me check. Yeah. Let me check the others, the yeah. other teams, right? Yeah. Let me yeah. check what they're saying about them. Nothing. Only uh, they're coming in here and they can do this. There was like two articles that were the same for everybody. There was about jerseys and city on whatever. When but no, everybody reality, else going in for us, everything going out. In always, reality, always, always. We don't normally sell offload our whole team. Like if someone no, I don't goes, believe they go them, once. But... Well, I'm, I'm saying like if anyone sits here and, and, and like really takes these things seriously, like in no way. Especially if we make the Champions League, which, I mean, if I have to say one thing is for sure this season, we're going to the Champions League. But in a, in a season where we qualify for Champions League, there's no chance in hell that we're selling more than one player. You know, for big money. There's no chance. No chance. I'm going to go out and say, I don't. I doubt we sell anyone if we make the Champions League. You know, Fabian Ruiz? I mean, we might maybe not. Fabian. Maybe, maybe Fabian. Fabian, but maybe Only because he doesn't want to resign, though. Wow. You think we're, we're, we're going to lose him? We're going to keep him another year, and then we'll lose him? Dude, for I don't know, man. Like, uh, Hopefully that goal <laughs> just really. Be good, Sean. Listen, man. If Thank you, Sean. Appreciate you. Um, Hopefully that goal really did something for him, and he, he decides he wants to continue. I mean, I know he said some good things after the game about about. You know us, and I know that he's been quite quiet on the transfer front, or on the re-signing front, rather. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, maybe he's just focusing. I don't know, guys. I don't know. It's just all I know is that all I know is that when you have a player like Lobotka helping Fabian move forward where he needs to be, Fabian is lights out. So if Napoli can guarantee that, you know. If if it's not going to be Lobotka, it's going to be Angisa or someone like them to mm-hmm. complement his play. Right. Then maybe he stays. You know what I mean? Because let, I mean me that's ask, where I was going. I'm sorry. Go all right. Ahead. Well, then let me ask you, Rafa. Without uh, we're getting to the hour mark, so we're going to wrap up things soon. But without, all right. Would you keep? And then, Joe, I'm going to extend this to you as well. Uh, do you keep Fabian and that left leg for one more season and lose him on a free? Or do you sell him over the summer? If he doesn't resign, by the way, if he does not want to resign, do you keep him in that left leg for one more season next season? Or do you sell him in the summer and try to recoup some money? It's a hard, that's a difficult question because the fan in me what says I do. <laughs> the fan in me says keep him, but the, the realist in me says sell him and make a little money. And see, the thing is this we're so good at finding replacements that I wouldn't even be worried about it. Mm-hmm. But you know we have to we have to like cash we have to cash in like 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 the business person in me the person who realizes the financials and the 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 reasons why ADL does what he does everybody calls him a papone but I see other things you know 
is we have to, we have to. And, you know, unless they come up with some sort of a, you know, agreement to sign mid season next year, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard, but for that reason only, because I think if we get to the champions league, we wouldn't even need the money for him. Mm -hmm. You know, what if we, what if we win the Scudetto this year and qualifying for the champions league already gets us what 40 mil Joe, right? Yeah. It's, it's, Pretty much that's guaranteed, yeah. So if we win the Scudetto, we win a lot more money too, don't we? Right. It's about yeah, like I don't, know the, I don't know the exact numbers on the Scudetto. But I don't it's think like it's plus, as much. Plus minus 100 million, I think. Well, there no. you go. Because it was like, up. I think it was like 80 million. Let's say 100. Let's, Let's just, just say Bob plus my, I could be wrong. To win the Scudetto. Right. That's 140 mil. Do you think we really need to sell Fabian? I mean, maybe we do because we want to we want to cash in, but we don't need to sell them. Used to be eighty. I think it went up, Christopher. By the way, so you know that's the thing. You know, like like we don't we're 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 put in a position where, and then let's say we do keep Fabian next season after winning the Scudetto and go and qualifying for the Champions League. Let's say for argument's sake, we make the quarterfinals of the Champions League. Now we've made more money in the Champions League than we ever have. Right. We're in an even better position for right. Fabian wants okay. to go for free. Okay, I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that. I'm just I'm saying, I'm putting myself I'm seeing far into the future, but the realist in me, the realistic Napoli guy, says gotta sell him. Joe. More or less, uh, pretty much the same thing. I think you, what my big question would be, and I, you know, the rumors are that, and well, it's not even that much of a rumor, it's been the story for a long time, is that he wants to return home to Spain, which is pretty common among Spanish players. Mm -hmm. My hope is that if that's what he really wants, he at least allows us to sell him before his contract expires. Because what we're seeing a lot of lately is you know you look at Frank Kessie and all these players at Milan and, and elsewhere is that agents are convincing their players to just ride out their contracts and then leave because then whatever would have been paid in transfer fees can go towards commission towards salaries. higher salaries right, and right, all right. these things. So you know I think I completely agree with Rafa. I think if if we're collecting all this revenue from other sources because we're successful and we can keep them then fine. Sure. But the right business decision, if you know he wants to leave and not renew, is to sell him. And hopefully we can continue our strong recruiting and, and bring someone else in and, and potentially use some of that money or some of those pro winnings uh, to, to beef up our depth on the squad. And you know, I saw a comment about Patania, you know, bring in uh, some of Josh, like, you know, Simeone or something. I don't know, mm -hmm. you know, get, get some, some better depth so that as we go forward, we're not having this this conversation about whether we should compete in multiple competitions or only one. Let's use that money wisely, build a stronger team, right. and then we actually can compete on all fronts. Mm -hmm. ah, you you said the best, man. Yeah, you said the best. Listen, if we can if we can sell enough uh, Easter kits, then maybe we don't need to sell that. <laughs> are they are they going to drop? I'm I'm going to put on a little closing music, guys. I, are they I don't know. I don't know what that is. That's just a silly it won't be rumor, Easter themed. It's just going to be that time of year. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, oh, I see. I thought we we're going to holiday time. You know? Yeah, yeah. 
little Easter bunny going. Nah. <laughs> but I mean, you look at the Flames kit. That's supposedly our Valentine's kit. So they can really that was the Valentine's <laughs> The well, Flames represent love or something. I can't wait to see the St. Patrick's kit. <laughs> this is, oh, that'd be dope. Got a little shamrock over here with the Dude, N in it. Shamrock, a shamrock with the N in it. Yeah, you're right. They man. need that... to let us do what Borussia fans did, right? Didn't the Borussia allow their fans to vote for like yeah, new designs or some type things? Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, that's what we. That's man. ADL should do that and only get submissions from this show. But yeah, I mean, I think that, like you said, right? That's a socios kind of thing, right? That's that's what being a, a shareholder is, right? Isn't isn't it? Um, yeah, but still, I, I think it'll be fun. It I would think be fun. People get on that. Um, I'm buying the flames kit. By then the way, then we might actually get the Letta and White that we've always wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if that is part of that whole. NFT or whatever the heck this whole thing is, what is it, cryptocurrency Fan is, tokens, right? Yeah. Fan tokens. Imagine that, Lete and Bianco. Wow, <laughs> amazing! If they could pull that off, then that would be amazing. I think. All right, guys, rapid fire answers, and then we out of here. Okay, Got let's you. do it. Quick, 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 right here. Uh, do you think? Uh, I'm sorry, Leonardo, uh, Leonardo Rodriguez. Do you guys think that Napoli have done a great job retaining talents and not be the stepping stone like BBB or where do we stand there? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I think we've done good. I mean, we've retained talent and we've sold them when we need to or right. they've gone when we need to and we've recycled. I think we've do, done very well. Yeah. And we certainly have increased the value of a lot of players too. Yes. So, so stepping stone, great no, but scout. I think like, yeah, we're, great scouting. we're doing a great job here. Uh, guys, do you believe that Insignia will reach the 100 goals mark? Ooh, eight goals, eight goals left in 11 games. Uh, 11 games. Um, I think if we get like six penalties, maybe you know, <laughs> dude, it, he was a left, he was like a left foot away from getting the second goal of the game yesterday, you know. We're, we're looking and and ah, you know what, real quick, buddy. One of my barbers who works once a month, right? Big Ajax fan. I talked about him on the show before. His name is Nolan. Big Ajax fan. He came to me and said, hey, there's 10 players in history that have recorded 100 goals and 100 assists in the same league. Not necessarily on the same team, but in one league, right? And right after that, I realized, wow, Insigne is eight goals away from 100 in Serie A. How many assists does he have? Would this put him at 100 and 100? I mean, you have to think. You know, I don't know the count of the assists. I didn't check. But when you said that, Chris, it just triggered me. I think I think that would be awesome if he could get 100 goals before he leaves, man. That would be so awesome. Yeah, like the, the story, you know, the journalist wants something to write about. There's going to be a lot to write about, man. So uh, this one's for fun. United won Ozinem. How long until Ozinem Cavani swap is rumored? <laughs> Cavani's never coming back. Don't say that to me, Ralph. That's my answer. He's Don't never say that to me. Back. He is never him, ever. I want ever him back, back so bad. I want him back more than lots of things. But Listen, bring him back to be like the Zanetti, you know, something never, in, in the. He's never gonna do it in management. <laughs> yeah. Who do you want as that in senior? This is a loaded Ooh. question. I don't. Can we rapid fire this one? Even like, I'm. I'm yes, I'm, I'll say one word. Give me one name. If you guys got a name, spit it out. But Joe, you want to go name. at the same time? Sure. One, On three, two.
yeah, two. Ralph, you got count, count I'll count, count down. Count. Ready? Ready? One, two, three. Elmas. Berardi. <laughs> He's staying in house, and I want Berardi, man. Brad, Berardi is a great shot. That would be awesome. So underrated. Uh, quick answer. Do we raise Tomaso's contract here or let him go for free to get? <laughs> Wait. Do you raise Tomaso? <laughs> Uh, it's no, his he... birthday today, so uh, hey, happy birthday! And yeah, hey, you know what? A lot of crap that we talked about Napoli's uh, uh, doctors and training staff last week when we, when we talked about it. And just today, I started following uh, one of our one of our uh, uh, trainers. I think he's a um, I think he's a massage a massage therapist, and he followed me back. Really? Yeah. <laughs> get him on the show. I mean, Rafa, get him in. We got a lot of questions for him. We have a lot of questions for him. Yeah. Carmine will be first in line for that one. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure he speaks much English, but we could always get him in here and, and translate. You know. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll do the Italian the Italian episode or something. Yeah, right? be be lots. Uh, Joe, do you want to plug anything before we go? You got any projects coming on? You want to let everybody know? I mean, just let them know where you're from. Yeah, just uh, Forza Napoli Pod uh, on all your usual platforms: Apple, Google, Spotify. Uh, and social media uh, at Fort Sinopoli Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and uh, at Joe underscore Fiskesby5 on Twitter. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. It's always a blast talking to you. Of course. Ple- Joe, pleasure. pleasure is Listen, ours, man. We're, we're, and by the way, banger after banger after serious. banger this year, bro. Serious. Man, you own, you, you you win 2022 to begin in 2022. For sure. Banger after uh, banger. Ni- ni- Nicola Zadzaro. Nicola Zadzaro. his name. Yeah. Okay. He is um he is a physiotherapist and an osteopath, osteopath, a sports rehab. Yeah, we're, we're going to have a conversation with that guy. We need to talk <laughs> to this guy, man. All right, guys. Step anyway, up your game. Step it up, boys. But anyway, guys, uh thank you again uh Joe Sketti from the Fortsonopoly podcast. Joe, thank you so much for being with us tonight. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. My pleasure. My pleasure. Uh, big shout out to the chat. Thank you for sticking up. We had a great turnout today. Super, super fun. Uh, thank you to everybody, man. You really do make this show worthwhile. Rafa, great show as always, man. Uh, yes, sir. Next Sunday, next Sunday, check it out for if you haven't known already. The Tri State uh, Napoli Club. Um, we're having a meet. We're having a meet. Our first meet ever. Uh, New Jersey. I'm gonna be there. I took the day off. It's gonna be great. Um, definitely looking forward to it yes get get uh, the info get the info get go the to tri-state go to it's at try underscore napoli on twitter you can get the info it is at a pizzeria in um in new jersey it's not too far from um new york so it's a pretty good location yes. uh i know ralph Pizzato is gonna be there i'm gonna be there i'm gonna be there I'm I'm, i'll be signing autographs my like new book hell. I'm going to try like hell. I right now I'm in. There could be a change in plans, but right now I'm in and it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be so great. Oh yeah. Uh show it up. Yeah. But hit us up if you need any information or you can reach out to Gaetano or Peter Scala uh and, and the DM on their Twitter. Uh but until then, guys, Forza Napoli, sempre be good. Ciao ciao. Sempre ciao ciao. Ciao. Thank you.